0: Welcome to Bloomxo Podcast, where we unite authentic storytellers, creators, and individuals that make an impact globally in film, fashion, beauty, sports, music, and more. Today, we're sitting down with talented, multifaceted music producer and artist Sean Wasabi to discuss his summer album, Mango Tale, and his journey as an artist along with the impact he creates welcome sean to blue mixo podcast we're so happy that you get to join us today thank you for being on
1: <laughs> for having me. I'm excited to be on here thanks yeah, rachel
0: Yeah, for sure so sean for those who don't know new listeners tell us where everything began were you a kid knowing that you wanted to start in music or what was the origins of sean wasabi
1: yeah well I'm a music producer who goes by the name of Sean Wasabi, or I produce music and I release music under the project of Sean Wasabi. And my kind of journey started when I started piano at the age of four, or it wasn't necessarily piano, but it was um, playing on a toy Casio keyboard Mm -hmm. um, that I had that my parents gave to me as a toy, as a toddler. Mm -hmm. And I would learn songs out of my mom's music (laughs) (laughs) collection. I'm always happy um, to talk about this in interviews because I I always get asked about it Mm a lot of like how, How what's my musical background and like how'd you get started doing all these things and I kind of like for the first few years like growing up as like a baby I would just like pick out melodies from listening to like Beethoven and like Mozart and Beatles and Jackson 5 out Mm -hmm. of like my music like tower or it's like a it's like a bunch of cd cases that she has on the shelf Mm -hmm. and I'll just like put them into like the this like cd player that she had in the living room and and, like, I could, like, for whatever reason, I could, I could like, pick, pick out melodies so easily. I don't... For what, and, like, also, I kind of don't have... Um, like, I could do that, but for some reason, like, I don't have perfect pitch, hmm. which, would, like, usually, if you could do that at an early age, you would have the ability to, like, recall notes mm-hmm. from, like, an early... From, like, the rest of your life, kind of. Or it's, like, a natural ability that, like, people who do that kind of gear training type Suzuki method thing kind of like know how to do like the back of their hand but Mm. that's how I started I got I got put into piano lessons um age of seven did that for a bit uh and
0: so none of this as a kid when you're playing and you're like listening to melodies and you're able to like pick them up like none of that was forced like your parents were like oh weren't like oh you need to do piano lessons it was just something that you wanted to do even from that young age
1: oh no they were like no that was kind of what put me into two piano lessons, or like mm-hmm. that's what prompted them to like book me with a piano teacher,
0: yeah. What,
1: uh, like, then, yeah, because like
0: basically, like, your origins, your journey of like you started out when you were, as you said, four, just like being able to pick up melodies, going into piano lessons, and then when did you decide to go and start Sean Wasabi under the name Sean Wasabi?
1: Oh, yeah, um. I started producing music, like, full-time after high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I started beats after I graduated. And I used FL Studio for a bit. I used this other DAW called Reaper. Um, But it was just me at home. <laughs> it was just literally me at home, like, trying to, like, learn how to make beats watching YouTube tutorials. Yeah. <laughs> like, Skrillex dubstep YouTube tutorial. Or, like, learning mm-hmm. how to, like, uh, stuff up randomly.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so. Looking like okay. no, yeah. Looking back now, like all these years later, 2020, you released Mango Tail. Like, what was the inspiration for that? Because it's such a good album. I loved it.
1: Thanks. Oh. <laughs> it's a labor of love, and I spent. I mean, it's always been a dream to like put out a personal project of an album, and and like I've I've started and like stopped and like on and off, for like ever since I ever started making beats was like. Mm-hmm. I always wanted that to be, like, the North Star, the end goal.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the end goals for, like, doing a whole music career in the first place. But um, I started, yeah, like, within the past half decade, I've been, like, really deep into, like, producing pop music and, like, learning how to songwrite and learning how to, like, um, be collaborative as a producer. Yeah. And I, I oh, there's, like, <laughs> like, I've, I've done, like, hundreds of songs of, like, just do, doing studio sessions over and over again but there's always like some that really stick with me yeah. and feel more much more personal than like all the other stuff I've been working on and mm-hmm. um kind of mango tail is that mango Tail is like the songs that really 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 like really feel like me
0: right more. that's so cool and like something that's you know you're known for and like so unique about you is you combine so many elements like you have like future bass rap electronic you even use like Laundry machine sounds and things that are, you know, used to be ordinary and you put them in and it sounds so good. So, when you're creating a song, like, what's your process? Are you thinking about, oh, these are the sounds I want in it? Or are you like, you're making it and then you hear somebody say, oh, maybe that would sound good? So, like, what's your process when, whenever you're creating an album or a song, what is like the flow like for you?
1: Yeah, it's always different and it like evolves so much. And when I first started, um, I was very, very particular about um, wanting to like make songs from scratch, like try to try to like make sounds entirely from scratch, and like wanting to like be um, be involved in every step of the process. Yeah, for, like, trying to like uh, trying to like use stuff that was already like available, and I like more of be- you kind to of use stuff that was like more ubiquitous and like I just wanted it to sound like myself as much as possible mm-hmm. and I I had that same mentality to like such a fault where like it was so hard to make anything just because like I don't I didn't know where to start and mm-hmm. um and I didn't really like get things moving until I started going against that grain of like you know what just like save all the songs you listen to on, like, Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud, and whatever. And, like, what if you just, like, chop up samples from that and make that your own sample library? Which, which like, led me into, like, making mashups, like Marble Soda.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that was, like, one of the first times where, like, I felt... Um, I was, like, "Well, I actually finished a beat for once. I actually, like, made something that, like, didn't just sit on my hard drive and and be like 15 seconds of like an idea
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like hard. it was like so easy for me to start ideas but so hard to like finish anything yeah um sort of taking i mean yeah that was like my process of like 2015 mm-hmm. i was just i was i was saving so many songs to my hard drive and just like chopping up isolated instruments Mm. and trying to like make my own progressions and melodies out of that like my own rhythms out of things that were already like um produced and mixed and mastered already because I felt like that would take out a lot of the equation that I kept like ruminating on and like overthinking um and then later into my producing uh career I guess I really I had to learn how to like work fast and think of ideas on the spot when you're working with artists. It's like, they want you to have like ideas to pull up and like, they want to be able to like talk to you and have a conversation where, um, you can pick out things from that conversation and like know exactly what song we're going to write about today. Mm. Um, and, and doing that, it's like, my process turned in from like doing that whole marble soda mashup type, Mm -hmm. um, methodology into like me i would like i would always start songs by playing on the piano and seeing and waiting until someone started freestyling on top of it mm-hmm. and and that became like my um my song starter for a bit my start my song starting methodology for a bit was just like playing on the piano until like people got inspired mm-hmm. enough to like start writing lyrics on top and mm-hmm. and then now it's like um it always changes because like now it's like when you work with rappers, it's like they want you to have all, all these beats pulled up already. So yeah. I do spend a lot of days where it's just me spending 10 minutes making a beat. And then after like those 10 or 15 minutes is up, it's like, all right, put this in the folder, start another beat, look for a sound on the Internet or something. I'll, I'll pick up like I'll look through YouTube videos and try to find like dumb things to like turn into a song. Or like, mm. I feel like that's, there's always like some sort of inspiration. And I feel like I never really, really start from scratch. Mm. I've never really, really started from scratch ever. Like everything has to be inspired by something and like, mm. um, all the good things that really stick with me. It's like, it's, it's like me being like hyper inspired mm. by something I just heard or something I just like watched or, um, some conversation that I had with someone. That's and,
0: so cool yeah it's a cool like thanks for explaining it from 2015 up to now you know because like things have changed so much as you like work with rappers and people who like maybe want quicker than you used to make it you know or used to be like like not on the spot um so that's so interesting and um do you feel like with having to be inside with the pandemic and everything that's changed the way you make or were you always making inside anyway and it didn't really affect your process
1: it it definitely changed how I, especially my studio set up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like, even though I do spend a lot of time alone in my room or studio or whatever, like, making beats and making instrumentals, it's like, when the lockdown started, um, all the stores closed, the Guitar Center, like, shut down for a bit. My studio that I usually work at was, mm-hmm. like... Um, out of business and uh, not out of business but like
0: shut down
1: like sh- shut down but what i had to do was like i ended up um taking all the ikea furniture in my house and trying to arrange it in a way where like like oh this could be like my studio for the time being which mm. if you look around my living room it has sort of <laughs> that same vibe going on
0: yeah like
1: well, how do i flip this <laughs> like Because I couldn't, like, go to get acoustic panels anywhere. So what I did was, like, I got a bunch of pillows and put it in the corner. And my monitor, my speaker stand is just a nightstand for my bedroom, like, on both sides. And then, like, the the desk I used to, like, make music was just, like, an Ikea desk from
0: over the past
1: couple of years.
0: So, So like, I couldn't go out
1: and, like, get new gear or anything. Yeah. And I couldn't, like, go to the studio and, like, work there. And, like, I had to, like, make do with what I had. Yeah. Which like to
0: be resourceful.
1: Yeah, being resourceful, and I'm always resourceful anyway, so it's like yeah. good thing.
0: It kind of fits in your theme of like long, like whatever it sounds. You also use whatever you have in the room now. So that's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're all having to create like our desks, our work from home. So that's really cool to know. Um, so when you're like along the lines of inspiring, when you're and what your inspiration is your process is do you have when you're creating a song or an album do you have intent in mind of like this is what I want my fans to like be impacted by this is what I want them to feel or is that something that just happens naturally organically after you release the song
1: oh actually now I have so much intent in the things I do mm-hmm. I'm like and of like the way I make music nowadays like uh and I learned most of that through um when I worked with this producer Ryan Lewis for the first time. And he's sort of on the opposite opposite side of the spectrum of like if you look up producers on YouTube, like if you go on Genius or Song Exploder, sometimes they, they're just like, Oh yeah, I pulled up an on the sphere preset and it sounded dope. <laughs> so I make... versus like working with Ryan Lewis and like being in the studio with him for a bit, he was like, oh, this, this organ sound represents someone walking into the room mm-hmm. and looking like, maybe there's a bird that flies out of the corner and lands on your shoulder. And I love that level of like imaginative scenery in the process of making music. Cause it's like, it's like getting to a getting from a to B you you have so much fun with like how you visualize and like what what what's the story this song is supposed to tell without being too like obvious um and now when I make music I try to like uh I try to imagine a movie scene of some sort like maybe like it's like a bank robbery and (laughs) it's a bank robbery but like Later after the after they after this like group of people robbed the bank, they go to the arcade and play dance dance revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I there's one time where I did imagine that and like the beat that I was trying to make was sort of like channeling how do I make it how do I make like some sort of sort of like piece of music that sounds like very sneaky and like yeah and like collaborative scheming, but also something you can also dance to. <laughs> I feel like those ways of like I mean I guess this goes back to like the question you asked me about process mm-hmm. um and now intention is such a huge part of my process now or like I feel like I'm making so much a lot of the beats I'm making in the past like months have been like super intensive and like I always imagine some sort of like movie scene before I walk into the studio and try to like handle that like and I feel like there's one song on my album that I especially know what I was trying to think of, and that song is Lemons that I did with Kennedy. I love
0: that one. That's my favorite you one. Know, <laughs> <it's good.
1: laughs> Thank you. I um the the inspiration that I had, I mean, I sort of this is, that song is when I first dabbled with that sort of idea of like hyper intention, because like that's that morning that I made that song, I was imagining that um oh, I was I was watching like um, clips of like game shows from like the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what if I made music that was, um, what if I like scored the soundtrack for like a really cheesy game show in like the 80s, and like, and like that sort of really like sparked or like that gave me such an idea and like such a clarity to like how I would produce the song the the instrumental for that particular track. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like it shows so much in, like, the beat of, like, where it's, like, has, like, to it where, like, you can imagine it.
0: And I feel it, like I'm going to, like, listen to it completely differently now. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> interpretation, like, and I feel like people have to, like, pull from, like, their own, like, experiences and imagination when they do listen to music like that. And, like, I have my own idea of, like, what I'm trying to get this song to sound like, but but ultimately it's, like, Especially in the form and process of making music, and it—it's like the platform that it gets released on is to like Spotify, and you don't like the person listening doesn't really know much about my personal life, or like they don't like see the stuff I go through, and like the ways I—I like do my morning routine and drive to the studio, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: like sort of hum melodies in my that are like playing through my head in the car, and the conversations I have with like my collaborators, like that gives so much more insight. I mean yeah ultimately it's 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 like a it's like a package that you have to like gift wrap and like put a bow on it Mm. and like when it's on spotify whoever listens to it like has their own idea of what this song is supposed to mean yeah yeah
0: so cool i want to see a bank robber dance dance revolution music video (laughs) that would be so cool i love that okay so i think we have time for one more question so this is something I love and I'm so curious to know Sean from your perspective so it doesn't have to be music it could be personal but what's the best advice someone's ever given you
1: oh yo I, I feel like um oh uh, this this goes back to like I remember when I started piano lessons or like when I first started learning how to make music um There's like different types of piano teachers and there's different types of music teachers where, like, they teach you technical things or they teach you like methodology. Where, like, Mm -hmm. this is like if you watch like Karate Kid, it's like Mr. Miyagi Mm -hmm. is like having the student wax their car and like paint the fence. Mm -hmm. And it's like the student's like, wait, why are you having me wax the car? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, why do I have to do this shit? Like, what's the point?
0: Nothing to do with it. Yeah.
1: And then, like, later in the movie, uh, Mr. Miyagi is, like, wax on, wax off. And, and like, the physical motion of, like, doing the, the car waxing, like, sort of taught in, like, a parallel way this, this, like, martial arts technique. And at least the foundation for this martial arts technique. It's, like, I see that so much in, like, the way I produce music where, like, I don't have to be producing music all the time to like be a better music producer, but but like also the things that can make me a better music producer are like traveling, like having having like nurturing relationships with people and like going out and like learning how to cook. Uh like doing all these things that are just like good for life in general and like great Mm -hmm. for your spirituality and like great for like your mental health and like Mm -hmm. um connection with like the world. And I I feel like people I mean the stuff I do is very technical but i don't want people to get lost in like the technicality of it of like oh he's hooking up wires to a sink and like the method of like hooking up wires like that that's all cool but like ultimately i feel like the more important thing is like the meta process of that of like how did this person get to this like state of mind where they <laughs> are like buying a circuit board off of amazon and like learning how to hook up wires to like a soda machine um so so like i feel like the best advice is like don't like, do you learn how to do the technical and methodical aspects of, like, whatever you want to learn, but also, like, pay attention, like, or, like, don't pay attention. Like, do do things that, like, really nourish your soul and, like, make you feel happy day-to-day and, like, um, inspire you and, like, and learn how to, like, connect with, like, the people in the world around you. And I feel like that even more, like, than, than the technical stuff, it'll make you, like, such a better musician and, like, much more like you'll be much more excited to like go to the studio and like much more excited to like want to keep making music every single day Mm. yeah
0: I love that you know that's that's probably one of my favorite um answers I've ever heard because I feel like that's such a something that we can all relate to you know like your entire world everything is connected and I love that you you just highlight like nourishing nourishing relationships and um yeah so I think I think we're gonna end on that but I just thank you so much Sean for making the time and everyone who's listening go check out Sean Wasabi's album um Mago Tale that was just released last year um and again we're so pleased and thank you Sean so um we'll talk to you soon
1: thank you Rachel appreciate you. you
0: Thank you for tuning in. You can find out more information about our podcast, magazine, and events at bloomexo.com.